Brother Thomas. I am Big Brother Low. My name is Justice McCormick. And together, we, we are, are the People's, People's Voices. Voices. Well, I know I've been gone for a while. This is episode 10. I know I've been missing for a couple issues, but I am right back at it like a bad habit. And I'm here for, with a hot button issue. But first, for why I've been away for so long, was we've, I've been busy with school. It's, uh, it's October 31st today. And so we're well into this semester. And so now journalism gets kind of hectic in the third year. It's not hectic, but what your schedule is all over the place. One day you're going from 8 to 2, the next day you're going from 8 to 6, the next, one day you're going from 8 to 11, it's all over the place. There's no set time, so... Yeah, remember we went to 8 to 11 for Take Back Tonight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... And Michael opted out of it. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're long days. They're long days. <laughs> to be fair, no one voted. So, like, you know um, what? I'll help you out. I'm the only one who really yeah. took back the night. I slept. <laughs> did you really, though? Yeah. yeah, I did. We'll find out. We will find out. So yeah, it's been a crazy semester. Yes, it Ian, has. Crazy in the terms that we're not, you know, getting sent home with work. It's more like we're actually out of work. We're not being paid, unfortunately. Yeah, it feels like a full-time job because <laughs> you're really... full-time yeah, job you're, now. You're getting those full hours. You're getting that 8 to 4. You're getting... Those are full-time hours. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, tell us what time you get up. 4 o'clock in the morning, if you're interested. That's when I get up. Uh, when those phones I set to alarm wake me up. <laughs> and it's a challenge because at four o'clock in the morning, no matter who you are, you're just not in getting up mood. So yeah. it takes you a while before it kicks in. And then you realize if I don't get yeah. up now, that's it. I'm finished. So you get up and you start crawling around until your body kicks in. Exactly. Gear by yeah. about, I would say around five. That's when, yeah. you know, that's when you should kind of start to feel, well, I got to yeah. do this. Yeah, even for anyone who is a boarding person, yeah. at some point, you'll be just like that. Because yeah, I know me, once I snooze that first alarm, it's it's a done deal. I'm not waking up till like 12. <laughs> you should have seen what I did last night. I thought I threw my alarm on. This morning at 6 o'clock, it's 5.30. It's like, oh my God, I missed my alarm. <laughs> of course, I wasn't that late because class was until 8. Yeah. But I wanted to be sure, you know, I was fully alert yeah. and all that. And even I did set my alarm and I slept right through it. <laughs> set it for 6.30, didn't wake up till... Almost 7.30. But I think Mike understands now why I got a four hours prior to working during the summer. Even though that place is like maybe 10 minutes by actual car and highway. Oh yeah, you got to be prepared. Oh yeah. And in the journalism program, now in the boat programs, TV and radio, you lose marks for coming late. Yeah, oh, any yes, elective for in. Yeah, 8 o'clock is 8 o'clock. 10 past 8, 5 past 8, they mark you. Your marks get deducted. Yep, your marks get deducted. Yeah. So you picture how many mornings you got in a semester and see how much marks you lose. You can fail just by coming late. Oh, yeah. Well, we do four months by 30 days. There I think that's go. 120 days right there. Yep. Give or take, you know, break and all that kind of thing happening. And but I, yeah, it's a I crazy road. Three bu- two buses and a train to get here. <laughs> and so, yeah, because you got to be there. Get up that four. Yeah. Take the extra time. Be there on time. Whether or not traffic, you know, slows you down. At least you can say you tried. And that's the same thing for everyone. Whether, especially when you live far from the school. Because you know how much time you need to take. I do not during the summer when I worked. I don't live that far. Maybe half hour by transit the most. But the thing is between Toronto and York region. The schedules are completely different. Oh yeah. You can get off. See the bus right across the street. 
the wire keyboard status and they go leave you so you're like okay i gotta wait another half hour so that's why i account for that time so that way if i do miss a bus or two i still show up on time there was one time i actually missed i signed you by one minute late but then it was only one minute so no one made a big deal of it and so didn't i because <laughs> there are people who show up an hour too late then we're like well, what are you doing here? get out of here you showed up late <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Once I'm, even though I get up at four o'clock, I have to be outside by the bus stand for six thirty for me to reach the school on time. So yeah, you really gotta get out of bed yeah. when it goes off. Oh yeah. So you know what trick is though? If you put on your, if you have something in your room, you can put it on. It'll keep playing till you get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least you're gonna make it happen, so that way you can actually walk out of the bed and turn it off. And for me, I tried putting on the table one time, a few times actually. But it was way too loud and I couldn't turn it off in time. It got me up, but then I got everybody else up. It's like, nah, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Now, I would use my phone, but for different reasons, I didn't do that. But I used to use the phone. I was like, okay, I can set the volume on it at least. Whereas the thing goes off, you better get it off as soon as you can. Not because I want it off, because maybe make other people in the process. <laughs> That's how it is, though. But now, putting that aside, justice, let's jump ahead to the issue you'd like to present today. Okay, well, that issue is, I know we've, before we've mentioned having a learning disability before, but now this is different, and the way, the different route I'm going to take with this is having a learning disability, but amongst your peers. When you're just working by yourself, doing individual work, that's one thing, but it becomes a whole nother thing when you're doing it amongst your peers and you're doing group work, because then you have to make, because, because... I, what I've noticed over the past couple of years is that you can't accommodations don't always come into play when because you may have accommodations but people in your group don't have accommodations and so then that makes well that makes me feel anxious because then I feel bad because I'm getting accommodations and I get to work at a slower rate whereas everyone else has to rush 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 and it's really hard on me because I feel bad and I feel guilty at times. And so it's not always easy have being amongst your peers with a learning disability because you see them. It really comes down to trying not to compare yourself to people. But at the end of the day, easier said than done because you see everyone working at such a much faster pace. Everyone's doing two and three stories and they're getting them written in like half in like half an hour. Whereas I have just one story to do and then it takes me three hours to get it done. So that's why it's a bit harder and so yeah you and i both know that uh broadcast class <laughs> is no walk in the park oh yeah from the audio oh, to yeah. the video to the graphics to the words to the person doing the audio and to the production room to doing headlines which we did this morning michael because <laughs> there's so much you have <laughs> oh, to yeah. do and character graphic uh, generator oh then yeah then there's you know again, you gotta make sure the yeah. camera is actually working for those anchor and if you go live you really got to put in the effort because yeah, you know, people screw up, yeah, but you don't want that to be a, a daily thing where he's like, oh my God, I screwed up in life every single day. Well, this is very <laughs> interesting for the people who watch TV to take in. When you see, you know, when you're watching newscasts, try and read the credits when that's over and then you would see how that came together. Oh, yeah. It's sometimes it's 15, 16 people that made that half an hour exactly. newscast happen. Exactly. It, it's not the anchor that you've been steering exactly. at thinking, well, okay, he or she is, is the news person. <laughs> They're just the face of the news. 
But a lot of times I notice these is when I have what broadcast news, credits are not even part of it. So you would never know. Exactly. Only in certain occasions I see like maybe the six o'clock news I see the credits. Nine o'clock news maybe, but that's really it. It's like do we not do credits anymore? Yeah. <laughs> so the truth is you won't see the credits or if you look it up, then you may show the credits on the website. But if you happen to see the credits, take a look. It's not just, you know, the two main anchors who were at the desk. No, it took a team maybe 20, 30, maybe more exactly. technical problems happen. Because there's a lot going on behind the scenes that you don't see as well. It's not just the stuff that you see. There's more to it than meets the eye. There's a lot of technical stuff that goes into it. You have a whole team of writers, and those writers, they're, they're doing videos. They're putting together videos. They're editing. Then you have someone doing playback, playing back your videos during the broadcast. You have the person working the prompter. You have the producer. You have... You have um, a whole lot of people, the really. CG, you have headlines, and I could go on and on and on and on and on. There's tons and tons of jobs. It's not just one person running the whole thing. It's a group of people, and teamwork is what really gets the job done and gets us out. If one person doesn't do their job, then we all fall. Yeah, and you and I both know that we don't have a luxury of time, and exactly. everything is really time-based here. Exactly. Like, give us a 30-second story. To the average person, oh, 30 seconds? I got this. But exactly. really, when you break down broadcast itself and all the components that have 30 seconds where you will need you could very well take three hours for 30 seconds exactly and some people might be like <laughs> those who aren't in journalism were just heard what i said you heard me and you might thinking what three hours for 30 seconds what are you doing so long well remember it is a team effort number one number two your timing as well and number three where perfection is not a thing but you got to get close to that perfection work so that way you don't screw up in front Exactly. Especially when you are alive. You have to create a perfect item in three hours. From when you get in from you get in at eight and you have to have that done by like eleven, eleven thirty at the absolute latest. Yeah, sometime from eleven to twelve. Sometimes Yeah. Sometimes twelve. So about yeah. four hours max. But still if you think about it though, well actually no, you don't get started started till about nine because you have the news meeting from about eight to nine so you have three hours and plus after that i mean you get at least a 15 minute break should you choose to go on exactly that. and if you think about that you say oh that's three hours there's a lot of stuff that you have to pack into that three hours you have to create a perfect piece and what that piece involves is you writing a script um then you have to have that script reviewed and you have to wait for it to be reviewed and half the time the professor isn't even there to always look over it and you because you can't start pulling together your pictures which is your video so you can't do that until they look it over so you'll have your video that you got together from the night before so this isn't just one thing you're doing this is just one day you're doing this you're doing this so you film it say the night before or that day of sometimes you even film it the morning of that's why it's crazy because sometimes you'll film it the morning of and then you have to write your script and then you'll have to pull your video together you have to edit it. You have to get a picture for it. And you have to do your voiceover. And there's a lot of stuff that has to be done. And then transferring the files. So you'll be running back and forth in that newsroom looking like a crazy busy bee. Exactly. But tell us what exactly what your experience is. Because having ADHD, then, you know, you got to deal with. Exactly. When it may or may not affect you. But, you know, as I know, time just will never be on the side. So how do you, exactly. make, how do you make that or manage that in your situation? Yeah, it's not exactly easy for me. Because I'm used to working, I produce more better quality work when I ha am able to take my time. Just the fact that I know I have a deadline creates pressure and anxiety for me, and puts like it puts a lot of pressure on my shoulders, and it makes me very anxious. And so then I, it takes everything in me not to shut down and give up, but I have to keep pushing forward and get it done. 
And so that's the first thing is not shutting down. That's the very first step. The second step would be, well, actually starting to do the work and figuring out where I start from, what's the best angle to attack it from. And so I'm like, do I start with the video or do I start with the script? And so I had to start this process each and every single time. And it's, it's tricky because it's not like, oh, this is just a one day thing you're doing. This is something that you have to do every single day. And it's tricky. It's hard. It's difficult. And but so I knew this going into this. Um, I knew that this would be tricky because at first, because the, the way it is for me is because I need the perfect amount of time. It can't be too short, but it also cannot be too long because then I will procrastinate because because I assume I have so much time and I'll put it off saying, oh, I'll be fine later. But then before I know it, it comes up to me and then I run out of time. I remember because at the beginning of the semester, I chose newspaper and and magazine. I'm still in newspaper, but I switched out of magazine because magazine is like I said, it gives you too much time and I needed something to teach me more time management. So I chose TV because I also really like the technical qualities of it. But I knew I also need to challenge myself and really push myself in this year. And that's exactly what I did. So I knew it would be hard going into this. But I knew this would train me to be more, more um, how to better, better manage my time. And it has done that. Yes, I'm still late. I don't always make it for those 8 o'clock news meetings. I end up losing marks. But I still get my work done. And that's, to me, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. And then you work on everything one step at a time. Yeah, well, it's great to have you in broadcast. <laughs> and as you and I and Michael know, it's really a challenge, not because, you know, we don't want to be there, it's because we are there. But the way to put the newscast together is, it's a lot of work. Now, you're not the same situation as Justice, but you and I both know that time wasn't on our side either when, A, you had to relearn something, or B, learning for the f- learn something new for the first time. Well, you know, you have to get that assignment oh, yeah. in for, let's say, 12 o'clock. And that's the thing, too. And today was no different. You learned something new want to share what, what that actually was like well yeah today i did headlines and headlines is a piece of work because you know it sounds like one word headlines but it's a lot of moves a lot of tricks in putting that headlines together and putting it together properly yeah and it's not and the same as a newspaper headline totally no, different there's there's a, a a lot of editing involved in putting a proper headline together any spell checks you, any 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 um, misspelled words you make comes out on the screen in front of the world. Yeah, it would be headlines because you actually did more than one headline. Yeah. Well, yeah, headlines, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's a piece of work and you, you, you got to have the, um, you got to have the tenacity to stay with it because if you don't, it's easy to say you're going to the washroom and don't come back. And oh, yeah. as we very well know, that happens in any course. Like yeah. your professor, I'll be back. Maybe f- three hours later, then they show back up. Yeah. And half the class is probably gone by then. Oh, yeah. But for them, it's simple. Oh, you left class? All right, I'm failing you. Or even like in the radio class, um, what was it, on Monday? When the the show was not logged into the radio station, so the people in there didn't know that we had a show going on until we appeared on them. And everybody was all over me as the host of the show. I'm getting directions from 10 people all at once. You want to share that experience? <laughs> well, Robin said it's best. She was just waiting for me to get up and run out of there. <laughs> well, like you said, they hustled you and they did it good. Oh, yeah, big time. So explain, you know, sort of how that happened. Well, you're sitting at the table as the person hosting the show 
and you're looking at the itinerary in front of you, what's going on, you know, Terrence stories coming up next. I have to introduce Terrence. And all of a sudden, Robin comes over your shoulder, two clicks of the mouse, and there's no longer Terrence story. We're taking the story right off in front of you. And you'll jump into the next story here. And let me see, now we're removing this one. You're going back to the top. While the guy on the next side is signaling you, two, three, and Robin is telling you, now look here. <laughs> Like Justice said, it creates anxiety. And part of the thing is, as a full-on radio students, they're learning this thing too. Yeah. So my question is, like, even, you know, you want to, you know, go out experience on their own. This is live radio. A prof should have been there. But you know what? I can say one thing for journalism teaches you. If it, if it doesn't teach you anything, it teaches you to work under pressure. Yes, Journalism itself will teach yep, you that. It teaches you to work under pressure. And at the end of the day, that's why no matter what situation a journalist is under, you see that they come up with the story at the end of the day. Or any, you know, sort of last minute. Yeah. It's like, all right, you're going to yeah. interview this guy now. Yeah. You're like, who's this guy? I don't know anything about him. What do I ask him? Again, in radio twice this week, I had to go down to um, the, student, this, the student life place and interview people and come back with the story again. And Robin is looking at a watch. We're going on in like 10 minutes. So you got to edit this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And put it up there. We missed on um, 15. That's it, the story in a run at it. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, it makes sense because yeah. the live host, he's trying to put the yeah. whole thing together. And no reporter wants that to come back with a story and have it not go to air. It's not a good feeling. So even though you know well it may air tomorrow, you wanted it to air today <laughs> because you work hard on it. Yeah, so yeah, it, it is. It's a work in progress all the time and it challenges you every day. Well, now back to headlines. Mm -hmm. What do you need to keep in mind for when you do it again? To remember the moves because it's a lot of moves, a lot of moves, especially the editing part. Like you know, from you do this, you do this, you do this, and and it's moves from one to five that gets you where you wanna go, and you have to remember those moves, especially for me. Like I've been editing, and again, it's not only the moves. I edit in Premiere, but I edit at a different speed to Judy. Judy's like a plane in Premiere. <laughs> And I'm like a snail. And the techniques I use, I would use the mouse to like put the clips together. And she uses the keyboards. And the keyboard shortcuts. Well, they are faster. That's a lot to remember though. That's what, And that is what it is. And she wants me to remember that. She wants us all, but none of us really yeah. well. So is that, as soon as she moves away from the keyboard, you go back into the old tricks you have. Because that that's what you know. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I know today. a challenge today. Yeah, I know today it was because today I had a character generator for the first time, which they call a CG. Now, while I, don't, I don't have, you know, a discipline that makes me affect my intellectual, it affects me physically. So, again, as I said before, time is not your best friend in those situations. And, yeah, just like anyone else, I would need the time to not only know what I'm doing, but to put it together and, you know, have it as, as right as possible. So, I think the challenge is not so much, you know, putting the words and the pictures and laying them out. It's when it comes to the actual show. Because let's say you had like 50 different things, 50 different slides, like in a PowerPoint. You said, okay, one matches what 79, and three matches what 61. You're thinking those are weird numbers. It is weird numbers. But the reason it will go that way is because those two slides may match each other by words and by photo. So when you're out, the guy who's doing the uh, character graphic, you got to make sure write it, down, write it down on paper at least, or print it off when you're done. So now you're like, okay, here's the headline for that story. Here's the numbers I push for that. Three, then enter. Somebody want enter. And the thing is, you got to make sure you're on key with the, what the anchor and everyone else is doing too. Because you miss one or two seconds, 
they'll probably be looking at the wrong name, the the wrong rating, or even the wrong photo. You could be talking about, okay, maybe someone got, maybe something, maybe someone had an incident on TTC, and then you're showing a photo of coffee. (laughs) It doesn't match. (laughs) Or your photo's delayed because you didn't hit it in time. And that was part of the struggle for me today. Not so much that, okay, I didn't know what numbers and buttons to push. Was secured on time, number one. And number two, there were some changes during the actual thing. Oh, yeah. So, like, number 39 wasn't actually a number. But Judy said, I could do 39 and put this photo. So I do that, but what I forgot to was write 39 down. She's like, okay, 39 now. But I push one and enter. I'm like, oh, my God, wrong photo. <laughs> it's okay, cut. We'll try that again. <laughs> but then she said, okay, make sure you get the, uh, the banner with it. She said, okay, put the photo up now, which I did. But for some reason, I kept thinking about the photo. We're so, okay, 34, a banner now. I'm like, wait, what? I'm confused. What did I just do? Because <laughs> I was thinking about the banner. I was kept thinking about the photo for some reason. And when I explained to her, I'm like, you, I know what you said, but for some reason, I kept thinking of the pumpkin photo, which I already threw up, and I forgot about the banner. <laughs> She's like, okay, that happens, like, and it can happen to anyone. I'm like, yeah, it's not so much, you know, putting together, just the queuing of the numbers was the struggling part. You know what I did? And you were there, actually. The sentence that you, you know, you would go to everybody who have a story and say, tell me the most important sentence that describes your story. I think I did that with Justice. Yeah. Your story was um, the... Mike. The synagogue shooting. Yeah, your story was the synagogue shooting. So Justice would say, well, okay, you know, um, it it was in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh shooting... Oh, yes, I remember that. ...came close, you know, it, it hit near a home because there was a lady that got killed who lived in Toronto. And... I'm supposed to, for headlines, I was supposed to basically say Pittsburgh shooting. <laughs> and I, I end up writing the whole line, Justice gave me the whole sentence. Yeah. Wait, so, what did you do? So when Judy came back in the room, I had to scratch it out and do it over. So you took an entire full length sentence and yeah, wrote it? Yeah, and tried to make a headline out of it. It doesn't work that way. I mean, it could, it could. It could, but they but don't you want didn't do that. that. No. No, no, you could have shrunk it down, but that's not what you did. You put the full yeah. length sentence. And you have to shrink it down to like probably three words. Three, five words. That's yeah. what I try to do. Yeah. As long as it won't make sense in those. Otherwise, go a little beyond if you need to, but just don't. Yeah, but I learn. You learn next time you have to do a headline. Don't take a sentence and try to put it there. Yeah, see, you can't run asking us. If you have to tell me this story in one sentence, and people are like, uh, well, and you know, they have to think too. Yeah. I think yeah. it happened to you too. It's like, how would I summarize this one sentence? Yeah. You yeah. start thinking. I well, came yeah, at the same time the, the headline person needs that yeah. sentence in order to take it's like you give somebody a I don't plate know, ask of food. is not a problem but people will take time yeah but they want they want to take the nutrients out of the food now to make it the headlines sometime off sometimes it's better off saying okay let me write a sentence that makes sense about the story you know if you're really under pressure because people are going to take time to think as well and if you're not doing headlines you're not going to think what you're thinking you know so you may say oh, give me a sentence they give you a sentence with 10 words. Like, all right, cut that in half now. But to round it all <laughs> off, all this that we're describing here happens as soon as you wake up in the morning. Picture how fast oh, yeah. your, bra- your brain is still getting accustomed to the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're in that state, yeah. Because your morning is like, yeah. I'm up, I just jump right out of bed. It's like, where does this energy come from? <laughs> then it's more like, oh, my God. I took half hour to slide out of bed. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize how struggling that was. So you got to think on your feet as a journalist. Definitely, there is no time for oh, like, you know, for fooling around. Definitely. Yeah, especially with uh, any sort of disability condition you would have. Yep. To be honest, I don't really call that. I just call, you know, some sort of challenge you would have to deal with. Or like Michael mentioned, extra, extra ability. ability. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I was thinking of a different word, but I somehow end up with the word disability because I can't think any further than that. Well, I think extra ability fits it very well because, I mean, when you look at a lot of the people that quit the program, a lot of them consider themselves able-bodied people. And that was more than half the class. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. You, you don't need to say more. And you and Justice are still on board getting ready to graduate. So, and so is our other classmate, Paul. Yep. Our other classmate, Natalie. He's not in our year because of yeah. reduced course though, but he's still in the game. Yep. And whoever else may have a condition that I may or may not know about. So, so yeah. All of us are still in the game. Yeah. it's It's been a long run these past three years. It's, there's times where you really just like, why am I doing this and what do I really want to do? It's, especially for me, like I almost had like a, like I like was really thinking at the beginning of the year, like when I switched to TV, I don't know if I can do this because if I can't keep up with this now, if I'm struggling so much now, how, what the heck is going to happen when I get into the real world of journalism? Is this really somewhere I want to be? So it just really scared me. Well, I know our classmate Paul, he signed up right off the back. I'm sure he knew it was going to be a challenge too, given uh, he has an intellectual disability as well. But I know you're not Paul, but it gives me another question to ask you, Justice. What's, what sort of things do you think other people should know about intellectual disabilities in terms of, okay, they don't have that, or you never maybe met someone before with it before, or you never put much thought into it before. But maybe, let's say you said something, you didn't mean to offend someone, but it came out like that, and maybe they got angry. So how would you maybe talk through a situation like that? Say, okay, I didn't mean to offend you. It's just, here's what really happened and stuff like that. I mean, at the end, you can't make them understand, but how would you get that easy try then? Well, do you want me to answer that more so as a journalist? Because I know so sometimes... Well, you can give both answers if you want to yeah. get a journalist's opinion on that and yeah. your own take on it as well. Oh, well, I was just going to say sometimes like as a working journalist when I go out in the field and I had to do my interviews, and sometimes I know they'll be like... like I'll get like overly personal with the questions and say yep. something that I shouldn't have said, right? And so then I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to overtread. And then I don't like to say I have ADHD because it almost feels like, to me, it just feels like an excuse kind of. I'm not saying it is, but that's how I feel. Like, I feel guilty using saying that. So yeah, there may be moments where you try to say, okay, here's what it is. I'm not trying to make an excuse at the same time, but at here's what it is, though. At, ti at times. But we may blur it out mm -hmm. like that. Or we realize, okay, we just said it like that, or that's not the intention still. Yeah, at times I can't help but say what's on my mind, and that's how I am. So I just say that's who I am. I don't say, so that's what exactly what I say. I don't say I have ADHD because I don't want to use that as a crutch. Yeah. So what I do say is that I am who I am, and who I am is a person who says what's on my mind, and that's what I say. And so then I'll just be straight up and say, you either accept me or you don't. That's what it is at the end of the day. Because I am yeah. who I am. But these, you know, you said, okay, here's the story about yeah. why they may have came up wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll apologize. I won't just be like, well, whatever. But no, I, I honestly apologize. I honestly am sorry to overtread, but I'm the type of person who just can't help but say what's on my mind. But I think you should just not only say what's on your mind. Apologize when you realize, okay, I screwed up and we all do. And yes, say, okay, oh, yes. my disability did that, and walk off. They may, okay, that's your story. <laughs> and maybe they may get, okay, you have a disability. But again, be like, 
So that's the story, though. That's the thing. You can't just say your disability. That you can't just say that. You can't just say, "Oh, I have ADHD," because I mean, be- say it, but don't you know, just walk off after. But to people who aren't in yeah. your shoes, you got to go further on. Yeah. To people who aren't in your shoes, they're not going to understand that. They're not. They're going to see that as an excuse because I've been there before, where yeah. I've said that. Oh, yeah. sorry, because I have ADHD, and they just give me that sideways look, and this, and I've actually been told before, well, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I've got that sense. I mean, sort of a uh, reaction before. That's why I say, in the end, give it a shot. Whether or not they accept it or tell you off still, it's your, you know, call to making a decision. Do I say, okay, I tried now, yeah. I'm just going to walk away? Or do you say, okay, I'm going to fight this still? Or let's be honest, sometimes fighting is not the best thing either. So, Once yeah. someone, okay, tell you yeah. off or get on my face, I don't care about your disability or something like that. So, in situation, I find it in hot situations like that, and like I call them hot because they're heated. In heated, tense situations like that, I don't use it because it almost seems like I'm using it as an excuse. So, I don't use it under those circumstances. Yeah. Like, I, I don't hide it, but I don't mention it under those circumstances because I feel like it's not really necessary. Yeah. If I feel like it's my only way to get me out of trouble, then I'll say, well, then I'll go to that, but like if I yeah. see another route, I'll take it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just like if you're in a situation like that, it's okay. My apologies. Now I'm gonna back out before something worse does happen. Just keep it like that. And I'm still calling you back. You're gonna get back or let's end this now or something like that. I'd say still walk away because Roman, that's anger you're talking about. Yeah, anger is based on yeah. impulse. So I said that as a journalist. Now I'm gonna say that as someone who just yeah. not even as a journalist. So for now me, someone as yourself, exactly as talking from you now. So. I so like I have conversations with my family and friends and sometimes things will get heated as they some as they do as they sometimes do and so we'll get into arguments but the thing is I'm always ready to take it to the next and I can't help it so I can feel myself getting to that point where I'm about to say something that I know I'm going to regret so what I do is I excuse myself and I'll say you know what I done I need to take a break but People in my life don't always see it that way. Even my f- close family, they don't see it that way. They just see it as an excuse or they just see it as immature behavior. But for me, it's like I don't know what else to do with that. And it really is a heart. So I guess I really don't have an answer for that because I don't really. I still haven't figured out. I'm still so I think out. the best thing but, would be you try your best. But I'm still trying to figure out yeah. what to do, though, because like. They just see me as backing out and just, oh, because I can't hold a conversation. Not because I can't hold a conversation, but because like. I can't like hold myself in, so they see it as immature behavior because oh, I get frustrated, and so then I'm like, okay, no, I'm done. But the reason I back away is because not because I don't want to deal with it, is because I know I'm going to. I don't know how to deal with. I need to take time. I can't always deal with things as they're thrown at me. I need time to process it and access it before I deal with it. I can't just go ahead. I can't always deal with things head on. Some things I know I'm going to have to, but if I see like I'm not always able to do that, and it's hard because people in my life don't always understand that. So. I don't really have a proper answer for them. I'm just like, well, well, I'm okay. I'm done. But they, then they hit me with, well, why are you done? Well, well, no, we're talking about this. And then. That's what I say. You know, handle it the best you can. And the best means, sorry, I can't explain this. Or maybe you won't get it. Or we might be keep fighting for hours. So I'm just going to walk away. Now, just saying the best way you can. And if you do that, just, you know, don't go back in front of the face. Because say, okay, get back here. We're not done. <laughs> in those moments, you're not going to laugh for sure. I wouldn't laugh myself, but when things like that do happen, it's like it's probably best to get away from the situation. Not because you know you can't handle it, because yeah. you're just trying to use your best judgment. That's all. The reason why it's hard for me growing up with ADHD is because I am becoming an adult now, so I don't have that 
escape so i can't say oh i'm done because i don't have that option as much anymore so i find i'm getting into more and more situations where i can't pause i have to deal with something right then and there and i have to think of it on the spot but it's hard for me though yeah, so when any moment anything can happen and any reaction and as you say exactly. any situation well form or exactly you know continue on so like that's why it's hard hard because i had to think of stuff right then and then like i said time is on our side so i need time to think i want to make sure i'm doing the right thing because i don't want to make sure because the, the thing is part of my hd is i'm impulsive so i just do stuff without thinking so i need time to take time to make sure i'm making the right decision but it's hard for me though because i'll get into more and more situations like i said where people are just like no we're dealing with this now you don't have time like if i'm at work and a customer comes to me with a problem i can't say oh no i'm done i have to deal with it right then and there and beyond um conversation and dialect um driving if I see something come right into, the, if I'm driving down the road and I see, because I'm driving now, right? I have my full license. If I'm driving down the road and I see a kid come out in front of me, I don't have time to think, oh, wait, what should I do? I had to think right then and there. And that's the thing. So I'm placed into a lot more situations like that where I don't have time. I have not even two seconds to make a decision. And that decision, I pray, has to be the right decision. But it's scary at times because I'm like, am I being too impulsive? And so that's why. It's not always easy for me to make decisions because I want to make sure I'm not being too impulsive. But the thing is, I really had to take time to focus or I had to be quick, but I'm learning to be quicker. But you ha you don't just think with your mind. You have to think with all of you. Think with your mind, your body, your heart and your soul. And if you feel for all that, then that's how I know it's the right answer. If I feel it on each level, then then I know it's the right answer for me. But I had to learn to do that quickly, though, and I'm learning to do that with time. Yeah, I know the situation is uh, similar for me in terms of uh, having a physical disability. Now, you don't, you know, it doesn't affect you in, in a sense that I may need more time to think, but I find myself there are moments I kind of press or bank out or it'd be like, okay, I'm at this restaurant, or I, when I say I've been invited to an art show, I go up, I want to see a bunch of steps, like, where's the ramp at? You go to the back, you don't see a ramp. So yeah. in that situation, you yeah. kind of tend to get a little angry. Yeah. And someone does come in here and says, oh, do you need help? Well, sorry, we can't let you in because of the situation. You may, you know, kind of yeah. throw things at them or vice versa. They may, you know, tell you, okay, get lost, kid. I can't help you. <laughs> or they don't say it, you know, the brightest way either. But it also goes to show sometimes you don't have that, you know, time to think on it or act on it or don't act yeah. on it. Or yeah. you just kind of say, okay, I'm lashing out too. And as humans, we will do that from time to time because, again, perfection is not who we are. We're not meant for that. And that's understandable. But there'll be moments like sometimes you're at your worst, you hit rock bottom or... Yeah. You know, but the thing is, you know, if you're at, if you're at rock bottom, it's like, you can't go any further. You're going to go up at some point. It might not be today, tomorrow, or whenever. But that's the idea with a disability, though. It was, you know, throw but horrible things at you from really, time to time. Yeah. And sometimes you be like, as if I'm an ordinary citizen. It's not even affecting me today. Exactly. Then other times you're like, okay, I, I don't have the time or because of this happening now or something that has happened impacted me differently than let's say my classmates. And I think for classmates it's not that they sometimes aren't willing to understand is like they too can lash out and act an impulse in other words. Exactly, anger. exactly. Like I said, I seen your classmate and he told me this. He said sometimes I feel at the moments I just may not say the brightest thing or I or, or, or upset someone by whatever it is I did say. Yeah. At time I'm not to really worry about it because sometimes there's people who are even though they don't have what you have or, you know, go through what you go through. And yeah, sometimes they don't care. They just want to get back at you. Or you may sit there and like, 
tell him, okay, just get out of my face or something now, or whatever, and it's like, a situation like that too, is like, we're all going to react differently, and one would come, well, any one of our conditions, you don't know what we're going to react like, or how much we hold back, what exactly. we're afraid to show people, or we just don't want people seeing. Exactly. Because, for example, if you're 25 when someone yells at you, you don't want to think of a 25-year-old crying, probably. You're going to think, okay, a kindergarten kid, I can start crying, but why are you crying? And then be like, yep. okay, how do I explain this to make yep. sense to you then? How to explain, okay, maybe my, who I am, I'm different. And maybe, okay, and maybe you see a similar kid who's yes. in kindergarten, I get that. But then it's like, how do I explain that? How does it make sense for other people? Yes. Or why should it make it make sense to them? And that's just the way to me. Even, you know, while they're at school, yeah. whether you have a disability or not, some you are who you are. And I'm sure Michael here has observed how our, all of our work ethics are like. And as you said, we're still in the game. The four of us, <laughs> me, Justice, Paul, and Natalie, still going at it. Versus those who just say, okay, this program I had enough with, I'm dropping. <laughs> exactly. So. You want to tell us some of what, you know, how. Yeah. Maybe you notice the difference or sort of what inspires you no, to say, uh, okay, as I we, can do this too. As we were coming up here this afternoon, me and Justice was talking about you know, always staying with what you believe in. And and I told him one of the old adage that I use is winners don't quit and quitters don't win. So staying with the program is very important. Now, when I say that, I don't mean staying with the journalism program. Any program that you embarked on, and it doesn't have to be a school program, anything that you embark on, you, you know, if you have the energy and you have what it takes to see to the end, that's when you see the fruits of your labor. Because... I could fast forward the cassette or the um, the record or the CD now to, I would say, June or July 2019. And when you're getting ready to pick up that graduation hat, you're going to realize it took me three years and a lot of paragraphs and a lot of video camera shooting and editing to get this. So now I am officially a journalist. Nobody can contest me. Yeah. And that's when you're sitting at the top of the hill. Now, people... Who doesn't know the story gonna look up on the hill and whoa, Terence is up there. I might as well start climbing. And so yeah. there you go. People look up to you when you stay with what you do and reap the benefits of it. Exactly. When so, you quit, nobody looks up to you. Unless you quit from a bad situation. Or they're just bad people saying, All right, you made the good thing. Yeah, but you really didn't. Not like Terence would say, not not out of good old fashioned laziness. <laughs> and I see the pre- prevalent in today's Especially in the younger generation, because I'm part of this generation, and I've seen the prevalence of it. Where people say things like, all right, I didn't go to school today because I slept in. All right, I heard the alarm ring, but I just snoozed it and went back to sleep. Or they'd be like, man, the teacher told me to do this. I ain't doing that. Or this person at work take me off, and I just threw back some anger. Or they'd be like, or I remember one time this gradu- gradu- someone who graduated from the journalism program came back. It's like they offered me a job, but it had to be like 7 o'clock in the morning, so I didn't take it. And I'm thinking, what sort of nonsense is this? You didn't take the job, which could have not only benefited you, maybe in payments, but not only benefited your experience for, for what, a, jo- a job at McDonald's that's 10 minutes down the road? <laughs> and not to bash McDonald's. They can be, you know, themselves from time to time, and bad, good or bad. But it's like, you're going to take what? A job doesn't help you further your education that you study for? And <laughs> I see you laughing. Well, yeah, because anyway. that begs the question, why did you take the course? If at the end of the course you were given a job in the same field that you studied for for three years and you turned it down to be a manager in McDonald's, well, yeah. 
You exactly. you wasted a lot of time and money. I mean, exactly. We each can you be young. Exactly. We each can be young and stupid. I get okay, maybe. Yeah. One he looked back and realized, oh, what a stupid thing I did. And we have all done that, so he's not the only one. But I hope that's the story that he realized, okay, I was young and foolish. Now I should go actually chase chase the dream I had, or chase the field that I studied in, which was journalism. And for someone with a disability to say some stupid something, excuse my language, but stupid as that. It wouldn't make any sense for us either. I can't say, okay, let me quit the program now. When I made it two years into the program, nearly finished, and all the amazing things that I've accomplished, which exactly. includes, you exactly. know, maybe not so good days either, but they were part of the process. And you and I know that just as well as Michael. Why quit when you made it this far? Exactly. Or why exactly. you not further yourself in the field that you started to begin with? Well, in, in the field of journalism, if you completed second year, I would see you over the hill. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. So if you completed second year and then you quit, I don't know what to say about you. And you and I both know there were a few more people who didn't appear, so let us, okay, they dropped. <laughs> Which led us to that conclusion. Yeah. And you asked the question, why would you drop after years? Like, man, I can't answer your question. What I do is I can't seem surprised that it happened now, though. You know, not to bash those people. I was like, I hope you found what you're looking for, though, if journalism wasn't it. Or if you just quit because... For the sake of, as I say it again, being lazy, bad choice. <laughs> and reconsider, you know, where you're at in life now. And yeah. like I just said, you and I don't have that. Well, we, we can do it. We can actually say, okay, let's be lazy and drop school. But why do that? That's not how we are. And we know our disability. Exactly. To start back for something, it's going to take twice as long to get back to where you were. Definitely. So yeah, the time, as I say, is not a luxury for us. And as someone who lives with a, a condition that affects, I guess, your thinking and things like that. You know that wouldn't be a wise thing to do. In fact, let's say that you did do that. How long do you think it take you to get back on track with journalism? Yeah. It might take you maybe double, which is like four years, something like that. Oh, easily, yeah. It yeah. took you a while to get back to the point you're at. All so then all those hard, all those um, endless, all those hours of rest of restlessness, all those all those um nights you stayed up getting no sleep, yeah. all those sleepless nights, all those hours you'd put in studying. And all those family occasions you miss, miss hanging out with your friends, that would all be for nothing. I'm sure there's been good, whether within the last two years or currently in broadcast, where it's been, you know, good days, you got through it or you pushed through it and you're like, this is good, I'm happy. And yeah. maybe your disability didn't quite affect you that day. Like, in other words, you managed to get through the day and it's like, all right, it didn't impact me much today. Maybe sure some of those good experience for us. And what maybe were you thinking or felt like during those times? So I was okay. I had some good days. Want to share some of that with us? Some of the good days and some of the bad days. Uh, well, we talked some of the bad. How about some of the good? Yeah, within like, the journalism, and you know, given what the exactly because well. there's days, right? There's your there's bad days, but there's also good days. So there's also good days where I get in and, like I said, I only have three hours and I'll get everything done. I'll get my script written. I'll get my video all together and I'll get my voiceover done. I'll get all that done with time to spare and then I'm able to do another job and help out my classmates and that makes me feel amazing. So it's not all bad. There is good and so it's really truly all about living in the present moment because there's moments, there's days, but you got to stay present in that moment. You got to fully feel it whether it's good or bad because you're going to get to the next moment but you don't know how that moment's going to be you can't focus on the future you can't focus on the past you got to focus on the now 
And that's what that's it is. That's very well true. So, Mike, what has the last two years, and maybe currently taught you as well, as someone who, okay, who didn't know much about journalism either, or there's a lot of it you currently learn, I mean, have learned, and like, still are learning. What do you have to say about it? Or what are your thoughts on it then? The last two years in the journalism program has taught me, um, well, I'm a person, first of all, that never gives up that easily. <clears throat> yeah, I never give up that easily, and this has taught me to be more tough because, like just to say, there are times when you sit and rethink and ask yourself, you know, what am I doing here? Am I going to make it past this other hurdle? But then I like to say the devil in me tells me, yeah, try me. <laughs> and that's what gets me through. Like you mean the angel in you? No, it's the devil. <laughs> Ooh, that's what you, my get- friend, we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we established that already. <laughs> but that's what gets me through is, 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 uh, is the, um, the kind of belief I have is like if I embark on something, I'm going to see the end of this. The ship has to, if the ship has to sink, I'm going down with it. I ain't playing. And, and what, what, I, what I say to people is simple. Give it your all. Anything you're doing, give it your all. It's going to be tough in the beginning. It may be tough in the middle. It may be tough coming to the end. But they have an old saying that the darkest part of the night is when morning is near. And that's so true. Just when you really think, well, you know, you can't, you can't do this anymore. Sometimes that's when you've done it already. You just don't realize it. Because I sit and I look back over the two years and you, Terrence, is a witness to that. The amount of things that I can do now that when I came into that program and you put these things in front of me. For instance, when I walked in the door in 2016, if you asked me about Burley, I would tell you that's a big fat guy, a Burley looking guy. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, because you came up. I think it was the first week. Uh, you asked something about printing in school or something about yeah. saving something on your laptop. He's like, how do I do it? Of course. <laughs> so I took your laptop out. Let me show you. Went to realize, oh my God, Mike, what a slow computer this is. <laughs> so I told you first, all right, you need a new laptop, my friend. <laughs> I and did, I didn't hesitate to tell you. But I you know came what? into that program like, I mean, I was now learning the ins and outs of, 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 the, yeah. of the basic computer, like accepting my email and things like that. So that that's the the level that I came in there under, and now to be like editing my newscasts, to be editing my videos, not at the best level, but at a decent level. That to me, it's like a graduation in itself. And before you weren't even on a level, now you're actually on a level. There you go. And I and I think some of my torture might help that too. <laughs> and I've learned a lot from being around guys like you all, where. I'm at a certain age, like three times your all age, and I could go and ask a question and say, how do you do this? And I would get the answer, even though with Terrence, it would be like a half an hour before he gives the answer. Actually, I'd probably laugh at you first. Terrence, yeah. what do you need? But, you know, de- <laughs> well, at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, for me, it's and a... sometimes it's like, it's, it's a, just a difference. Like, yeah. That's a, why it's like you would see me laughing when, yeah. you know, it's probably no joke either. No, for me, it wasn't a joke. It's a learning process. And I do believe that anything you go into with an open mind, you can be a winner. That's why I said. I think some of my torture might help push you further too. Well, well big time. <laughs> when you're like, well, what is this guy laughing at? Stop laughing and help me. <laughs> well, I told you this one. I used to put my songs on YouTube. Oh, yes. Not put it. I used to I ask my daughter to put it. And you know what she said to me? Dad, I'm busy now and this is a lot of work. I'll do that for you next month. <laughs> 
And I actually would have to like ask her to do it next month again and give her some money to put a song on YouTube for me. Now I put a song on YouTube in like less than three minutes. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. This answers the question. Any Anything that you really want to do, you could do it because I could have sit on a chair and go, you know what? I'm too old for this. I can't do this. And people say that. It's like, I'm yeah, too no, old for I've heard it from people nonsense. my age. It's oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm to go back to school, go back to where? Are you crazy? I'm too old for that. Who but in the meantime, that, think about the time you sit doing stupidness. And you, who says you are too old for it? It's just because, okay, you didn't grow up with it. Maybe learn it or put the interest out of it. Doesn't mean it's too late to start. There, there you go. And so you're an example of that. Anything that you stay with, whether or not you have an extra ability, you could you, you know you could surface and be at the top of it I take your singing for example you might mean you know, I might be you know the player in that game but I mean the player in the money department for singing but you suck with it because it's your passion and okay. that's what you're in the long run definitely for. definitely yeah. yeah and I think it's the same for all of that I've done well I, let's say all that I've done recently since I joined journalism and you know been up and down has rides well I think I'm just gonna leave off with this joke for let like, you guys kind of wrap up your final thoughts because I know one day, whoever was doing producer that day for a broadcast class, he didn't quite explain the story. He's like, okay, I need to get a, a photo or a video for you. I'm like, for what? He walked off and he came back. He's like, I still need a photo or video for you. I'm like, for what, graphic? He's like, yeah, I think so. Let me go ask Judy. He asked Judy and blah, blah, blah. So in the meanwhile, she's getting a photo for a graphic. Anyway, Judy comes back explaining, okay. No, no, she didn't come back right away. Sorry. I sent it to him. He went back to the computer. It's like, no, I don't need a photo of coffee. I need something else that matches the story. Like, what are you talking about? Do you need a graphic or something else? That's the he came back with Judy. It's like, okay. He's like, he's doing headlines and here's what he needs. I'm like, oh, I thought it was a graphic. That's when I thought, okay, see, this is a miscommunication between yes. the two of us. Number one. And number two, I was laughing because it was kind of funny. Just keep sending me, I thought you needed a graphic, so I sent you a picture of low, there was really someone at McDonald's work, you know, making coffee or something like that. <laughs> it matched the story, but it wasn't quite what he was looking for. I didn't know what he wanted because he couldn't explain to me exactly yeah. what his position was. <laughs> I bet you, and he's like, man, he talked to some other guy. He's like, man, Terrence sent me a photo of coffee today. And the other, like, yeah, well, the two of us had miscommunication, number one. And number two, let it go. <laughs> I can't tell him, let it go until he walked out of the newsroom. <laughs> but the funny part is, like, miscommunication will make you do crazy things. Oh, yes. Not tell you get the story right from each other. And I think that was a funny day. It's like, we were all still on that day in the newsroom, but it was funny because, like, at least I had a laugh at something. <laughs> like, miscommunication, like, okay, my bad, I gave you coffee. You didn't want coffee. <laughs> my advice for people, what I tell people is, in life, the only time you stop learning is when you die. Because you ain't got yeah. nothing to learn when you're dead. But when you're alive, learn as much as you can. You may not be the best of it, but at it, but trust me you'd get there at some point in time where even people who know you when you were struggling would look and would look and say look at this guy he doesn't need my help anymore he's doing well <laughs> <laughs> and i tell you that like look at this guy you don't need my help with this and that anymore <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good feeling and and these are the things you have to aspire to do because at the end of the day you cannot say well okay you know i i have a disability or i have an extra ability so uh I'm going to sit back and not do anything. So I applaud you guys for putting your hands, getting your hands dirty and doing the hard work. Now sign off with a joke. <laughs> oh yeah, let Something you do that. Something within the program. 
Huh? I just did. I told my coffee story, whatever you want to call it. No, something that may happen to you or you heard funny news from them. You got anything? All the, there's all the, all the jokes about me, you got them, so I'll leave you to do that. <laughs> or crack one by yourself then. <laughs> I'm waiting. The joke the joke I have in the program is that I think I'm the only the oldest person in the program right now, if my memory served me right. Or maybe to date. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know if there was a person my age who came through the journalism program. I'd have to ask I mean the seniors at Humber College like like who Hedy might be able to tell me. I mean, put I should it this ask way. her one day. You I should. mean, you're in the same lane way as the prof, so the yeah. answer would be no on that because they started at a younger age. Yeah. In that department, at least. I don't believe any of them started at my age. They probably wouldn't be in the program if they started at my I think age. he asked Jim, who said no. I don't recall anyone no. within this age group starting out yeah. now. For instance, the guy who teaches us television, Mike, he's the same age as me. Yeah, yeah. He probably been in that program when he was 20. <laughs> so if it was so offered so to him or wherever yeah. he took it. But just his final thoughts and maybe share a joke while you're at it. Okay, so my final thoughts would be never stop pushing forward because each moment is a new moment and that's a chance where you can where you can make it your own. And you, you there's times like this where you truly have to focus on yourself and not worry about anyone around you. And so don't worry about those around you, but those who, who are around you who appreciate you will understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And yes, I know I struggle with time and I'm always late, but also I'm always on time because I get done what, I need, what needs to be done and um, when it truly matters most. So I'm just going to sign off by quoting something I heard from, uh, from uh, Toronto's Rise Movement, uh, the founder of that Randall Ad- Adjay, if I'm saying your name right. By the way, shout out when you see this or if you see it. But just you saw the quote as you checked my desk earlier. Yeah. So anyway, the quote goes like this. I am not my pain. I am not my struggles. These are just roadblocks that prove how far I've come to not give up. That ending probably be a little wrong, but the quote stands though. Whatever you struggle with, whatever you get in pain with, they're just tiny roadblocks. They stop. They may occasionally stop you, but in the end, there's a bigger picture there. And you just gotta continue to chase after it and push through on it. So if there's anyone watching this or hearing it, keep pushing through and never give up. And if it's something you're really passionate about, you don't have to make time for it. The time will make time for you, and you will get it done. So, Mike, final thoughts. My final thoughts is, I'd stay with the program. Never give up. And like Justice say, use the time that you have to accelerate yourself in a positive decision, in a positive, you know, a positive domain. Because I have an old poem that I quote to myself all the time. It says the best business about any business is to mind your own business. <laughs> and that is very well true. Definitely. So this wraps up another episode of The People's Voices with our topic today. Once again, was, uh, was uh, come on, remind me, I'm forgetting. Being amongst your classmates with a learning disability or an extra or a learning impairment or an extra ability. Being amongst your classmates and your peers. All right, so I just had a young man moment where I forgot something. <laughs> or as Mike calls it, old man moment. That one works too. Peter Power, old man disease. <laughs> he call it old guy disease. <laughs> but more on with him another time. <laughs> yeah. Once again, thanks for tuning in. And together, we, we are, are the, the People's, People's Voices. Voices.